0: Hey there, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media.
1: You know, I'm so excited to bring the word of God this morning. It's always a privilege to to serve Jesus, however that looks. And this... um This message is a personal conviction of mine, it's a personal challenge, and my prayer has been that the the challenge would land on your heart also, so that collectively we can play our part in outworking the kingdom of God on this earth. We do it together. There's individual roles, there's individual callings, but collectively, may we be a church that makes a difference may we be a church that puts a stake in the ground that says, you know what, I'm in. I'm in. And let's just see what God will do. Let's just see what God will bless. I'm going, to, um, I'm going to start with a conversation that I had with my three-year-old a couple of weeks ago that has just helped craft this message. But before I do, will you pray with me? Will you lean in? Will you open your heart to what God wants to speak to us about this morning? Lord Jesus, God, we position ourselves before you this morning with open hearts, our eyes locked heavenward, believing, God, that you have a word for every single one of us. And God, as I deliver what you've put on my heart, Father, I pray that we will pick up your agenda this morning and that we will run with it, we will play our part, we will outwork everything that we have, God, in our hands to bring about your kingdom on this earth. And a faithful church said, amen. amen. It's good to hear your voice. So about two weeks ago, I, was, um, I just put my, my little baby girl, Noah, down for her nap. And she's one. I have a three-year-old called Milan as well. And so I would put Noah down for her nap, and I can get two to two and a half hours out of her. It's a good amount of time. It's needed. <laughs> it's needed. Um, and what I, what I do with those two and a half hours is, yes, sometimes jobs. You know, that still has to happen. But actually, I love to give that time to Milan. Just mummy and Milan time. What do you want to do, baby? So I sat her down. I was like, listen, darling, Noah's down for a nap. What do you want to do? And she looks at me. and She's like, mummy, we're going to paint. I was like, Okay. <laughs> okay okay we're gonna paint so i go into the playroom and i get out the piece of paper i get out the paints i get out a tub of water for her and i sit her down at the table and i just say to her listen darling i've got to go upstairs i've got to just finish getting ready and i'll come back down you crack on now my walls are white in my house at first we did think me and adam thought it was maybe a mistake but milan's proven to be she's good she doesn't put anything on the walls Noah, my one year old, on the other hand, it's yogurt, it's mushed up food, it's, yeah. I thought his parenting luck was easy, but it turns out it's not. Um, and so, yeah, so I came back down and she's, and I, I just stand behind her and she's doing this in the water. And she's pushing down on the water and moving her hands to the side. And I looked at her and I said, Baby, what are you doing? And she looked at me, the most serious expression on her face, and she said, Mummy, I'm trying to part the waters. And I looked at her, and I knew she was talking about Moses, because I don't know what else she would be talking about. (laughs) And she carried on doing it, and she looked at me, and she said, Mummy, can you do it? And I was like, no, darling, I can't. There's only one person that can part waters. And she looked at me, and she said, yeah, I know. It's God. Now, this is where I shout out to all you kids' leaders, because I did not know that at the age of 31, I would be having that conversation with my three-year-old. So whatever you do in that building over there, it sticks. And your message of Jesus lands on soft hearts. And it plants itself and it embeds itself. I did not know that was what my Monday morning would look like. And so we carried on just talking about it and... And she said to me, Mummy, can I watch it? Can I see it anywhere? Can I see the God part in the waters? And I was like, Yeah, sure. So I found the Prince of Egypt and I had to fast forward the first three quarters because who knows, that movie is a little intense. That story can get a bit ooh. And you know, we watched it over and over, and I'm not exaggerating, about fifteen times, just rewatching it, rewatching it. And you know, we get to the part where the Hebrews are at the very edge of the Red Sea, and the Egyptians are getting in close. And they're starting to panic. I can only imagine the chaos in their minds. They've just been set free from Egypt, they've walked the whole way. They are at the, the Red Sea, and they know God has to come through for them. And the Egyptians close in behind. God presents himself as a pillar of fire, and he separates the Egyptians from, from his people. And Moses steps out into the water, holds his staff over it, and the water's part. And they go on through into onto dry land. And you know, she looked at me that morning and she just said one simple sentence. And she said, Mummy, God really is so big and so great. I'll be honest with you, I gave her a kiss on the head and I walked into the kitchen and got on my knees because I was so overwhelmed that this had come out of my daughter's mouth, she understood the greatness of our God. She had seen firsthand, through a TV screen, the bigness of God, the fact that he wants to be in our everyday, the fact that he will come through for you time and time again. And she spoke of his goodness. You know, it wasn't until she was playing by herself and I was just, you know, doing jobs, catching up, that I was thinking about the story of Moses. And I want to read to you from Exodus 2, verses 1 to 4. And it says this. Now, a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. (coughs) excuse me when she saw that he was a fine child she hid him for three months but when she could hide him no longer she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile his sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him you know the context of this verse is huge God's people are slaves in Egypt they are being driven every single day by slave drivers creating what Pharaoh wanted within Egypt. They have hard days. They have tough times. And God hears the cry of his people. You know, Pharaoh sets out a decree that every baby boy that is to be born has to be thrown into the River Nile. As a mum myself, I cannot imagine how that must have felt. To grow this baby, to labour to then give birth and, and you have your baby boy and you're faced with a choice. Do I throw him into the River Nile like I've been asked to or do I keep him? You know, the woman we've just read about, her name was Jochebed and she was Moses' mum. Like I just said, she grew this baby, she laboured, she gave birth. She recognised God in every single moment. She was a godly woman, a faith filled woman. And she was presented with this moment of what do I do with this baby boy? Do I hand him over to the Egyptians or do I trust God? You know, she's faced with a decision and she says, Yes, God, I trust you. She places her baby boy within a basket and she leaves him in the River Nile and entrusts him over to the will of God, to the plan of God. You know, church, Jochebed's yes to God Almighty changed the course of an entire generation. An entire generation. Moses was found by the daughter of Pharaoh and and she brings him into the palace and brings him up as an Egyptian. And there's a situation that takes place and Moses has to flee into the desert. He comes face to face with God. A burning bush and God says to him Moses you will be an instrument in the delivery of my people I need you to go I need you to speak to Pharaoh I need you to ask him to let my people go Moses gives every excuse under the Sun who am I who am I I stutter I have nothing to say but you know Moses said yes to the plan of God And just like Jochebed, Moses' yes partnered with God set the people of God free. His yes changed the course of an entire generation. And the question I want to pose to you this morning, church, is what is on the other side of our yes? What is on the other side of yours? It's personal. And at times it will be collective. Like we've heard this morning, Tom and Rose have posed a question, will you help? Can you help That will be a collective yes. There are people in the Forest of Dean that are desperate to get to church, and this is our opportunity. So, what will you say? You know, fast forward to the New Testament. Anna, we've heard of Mary, the mother of Jesus, one of the most incredible women to have ever lived. And there's one time where she has an angel appear to her. We all know the story. And the angel comes to her and she says, he says, Greetings, Mary. You have found favour with God. Now, that alone is something incredible <laughs> to have said about you. <clears throat> but in Luke 1, there's a conversation that takes place, a decision that has to be made. Now, Mary was a good Jewish girl. She knew the Lord she had heard story after story of the God of Israel. She knew the law. She knew the stories. She knew the faithfulness of God. And this angel appears. And again, I can only imagine what she's thinking. Now she knows that when an angel appears, life is about to dramatically change. That is no small thing. And so let's pick up the conversation in Luke 1, 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call in Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Jump down to verse 8. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. That was Mary's yes. 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 Mary's yes caused the most dynamic change to take place. That day, there was a shift that took place between heaven and earth itself. The plan and the work and the will of God set into motion because of one woman's yes. Because of one woman's obedience. I was talking to a friend about this message just during the week. And he said to me, do you actually know that until Mary said yes, there there was nothing. Nothing was going on. And it took her obedient heart to set the plan of God in motion. Her yes caused the most dynamic shift. And we are a product of that. Because of one woman's yes, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, the people of God were able to walk through into safety. Because of another woman's yes, we today have the opportunity to be in right standing with God himself. We all know that Mary grew and birthed Jesus. And there's a tiny story, a very, very important story that I want to pick up on. Just before Jesus was to go and do what he came to do, to die for humanity, to pave the way for us to be in relationship with God the Father, he was praying the night before all this happened. He was on the Mount of Olives and he was desperately praying pain-filled prayers because he knew what he was about to endure. And he's praying, God, if there is any other way, take this cup. Take this from me. If there is any other way that this could happen, take this cup. And you know, God doesn't speak. And this is one of the weightiest lines in the Bible. Jesus prays, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, God, I say yes. I say yes. You know, by Jesus saying yes to God the Father, he said yes to you. He sees you in your today, and he sees you in your tomorrow. And he sees you in the week that is to come, in the doctor's appointment that you're about to sit in. He sees you when, you when you pray for your kids. He sees you when times are hard. And he says, yes, I have said yes to you. And there is a relationship that is to be had between you and me. And let's see what unfolds. You know, this morning there are questions that I can pose to you. But there's an individual side to this. And only you know what God is speaking to you about. What is the question that he is requiring an answer of today? Is it for you to recommit in something? Is it you to say yes to Rose and the team and play your part there? Is it yes to say Jesus for the first time ever? A simple yes is all that God wants and I'm sure that as faith-filled as Jochebed and Mary were, it was also the hardest yes that they'd ever have to give. I cannot imagine what it must be like for Jochebed to entrust her baby boy over to God and place him in a river. I can't imagine what it must be like for Mary to watch your little boy grow up and almost see the course that he's on thinking, really? Is that the answer? He has to Die for us? I can't imagine. But they trusted the God of Abraham, of Jacob, of Isaac. They trusted their father God. They didn't know what was on the other side of the yes, but there's someone who does. There's someone who does. The beautiful thing about saying yes to God is that it has nothing to do with flying solo, we're not by ourselves. It is a partnership. It's a heavenly, ordained partnership. And we read it in Luke 1. Having just read it, the angel says to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come on you. In Acts 1, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven and his followers are around. And they're saying to him, how on earth are we meant to to do what, what you do on this planet without you? And Jesus says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. This morning, church, it is a partnership. You don't do this alone. Your yes, effectively, is you placing your hand in God's and saying, okay, I'm in. Let's do this. But there's a personal aspect to this that I've gone through. And you know, sometimes it's a daily recommitment to God at times. You know, yesterday I'll share with you, I was saying to Adam, babe, I don't know if I can get up and speak tomorrow. I've never done this before. And I'll be honest, I was coming up with excuses. <laughs> How do I get out of this? How do I do it? And it's like the Lord always said to me, Steph, you just need to practice what you want to preach on. You said Yes you said yes you know about five years ago I was living overseas and um, was going through a really really hard couple of months life was busy it was really full it was pressured I was having to get up at half past four in the morning to go to work and then I would go on to study and go on to do other things and see friends and it was hard it was pressured marriage was tough finances were tough it was hard and everything within me wanted to tap out you know I would often think about how easy it would be if there was another person doing this with me that I could just say I tap in, it's your turn but there wasn't that option and I'd priced up flights to fly back home I was this close to booking them giving it all up. This was not what I expected. This was not what I thought it would be. This is way harder than I thought it would be. I wanted to tap out. I was done. This is hard. And you know what, I remember even praying, God, you promised me life to the full, and this is not it. This isn't it. And I remember being on my knees in my bedroom, crying, moaning praying, saying, God, what do I do? I really believe that what I'm doing is right, but it's hard. And there was this little whisper of the Holy Spirit, and he said, stubborn faith, Steph, apply stubborn faith. And you know, it took everything within me to do that. It was not an easy yes. It was different, I wasn't placing my baby in a basket to pop in the Nile. But it took every bit of energy within me to get off my knees, to stand up and look myself in the mirror, and I did this. I looked myself in the mirror, locked eyes with myself and said, I tapped back in. And I say yes. And I say yes. And you know, this morning, I just wonder how many of us have tapped out. I was close to tapping out yesterday. I was. But how many of us this morning have tapped out, tapped out of a relationship with Jesus because because our, our head isn't quite right or we feel like we don't have enough faith or there's other pressures that we're feeling. How many of us are tapping out on potential opportunities because we don't actually see how they're going to outwork themselves how do we even make this possible but there is another person on the other side of your yes that will be grateful for you like we've heard this morning there is a community of people that are grateful to rose and ernie calzado this morning for saying yes let's not be robbed of the joy that is on the other side of our obedience God hears your prayers he sees your tears he knows your heartfelt cries you know I was thinking about it last night and as a mum I pray fierce prayers over my kids I love the church I love the bride of Christ I pray fierce prayers over you I will not be robbed of the joy of seeing my kids in the house of God so I will remain prayerful and I say yes. I will not be robbed of the healing that I know to be mine because of a bad diagnosis so I remain committed to, pr- to praying, to speaking scripture of my life and I say yes. I will not be robbed of the years that have passed so I drop fear and say yes to walking out the future with my Jesus. I will not be robbed of the promises that I know to be mine that are found within this book. This book is live. It is active. It is the word of God. And I will not be robbed by distraction so that I can stumble upon every bit of gold that there is in here. And the greatest one of all for me, I will not be robbed of the greatness of my salvation that is found in Jesus Christ. Life is busy and life is full. But church, can I challenge you this morning not to be robbed of the greatness of your salvation this morning because there is a God in heaven who came down to earth to set his people free and he sees you this morning. He hears you this morning. He knows you this morning. Yeses can be difficult. But would we be bold enough and brave enough To say yes and trust God with the outcome what is on the other side of your yes this morning will you buy your heads with me I believe our yeses can be like joker beds and it can change the course of a family cycle it can change the course of a family generation I believe our yeses can be like Mary's and can change the distance between heaven and earth in our lives. Jesus gave the biggest and most incredible yes and it caused heaven and earth to collide. History stopped dead in its tracks and a new future began. The band are about to sing over us and I want us all to think about that yes that God is requiring of us. And it will look different for everybody. It will look different for everybody. So as the band sing, you have a private audience right now with the King of Kings. What is he saying to you this morning? What is he requiring of you this morning? Ask him, ask him to reveal it in Jesus' name.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Steph. What an incredible challenge. Um, As Steph was talking, God impressed this verse onto my heart. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. How often we misquote this verse. And we we create a promise for ourselves and say, God, will you just do this? But this verse tells us that God's promises are yes, we say amen. And as Steph was talking about Jochebed, it struck me, was was her plan really all along to put her baby boy in a basket and let him disappear down the river? Was that what God asked her to do? And she fought it for a long time trying to hide him and work out how she can get him out of the country, how she can save her boy. And then at some point she says, God, yes and amen, okay, I'll do it. If that's what it takes to get freedom for the nation, if that's what it takes to to rescue people, I'll give you my son and put him in a basket and let him float away. So what is your yesterday? What do you need today? What do you need to put into that basket, so to speak, and release it and surrender it to God? Because we all have that one thing. We all have something. We all have something that we, over here, we're saying, God, come on, I really want you to do this because I believe you said this. And God's over here saying, hello. Hello. And we're so busy over here saying, no, I think God's promised me this. And God today is saying, no, 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 no. Release that to me. Put it in a basket Let it go and surrender yourself again. And just maybe, just maybe, your freedom comes. Not just for you, but for your family and for the generations behind you. Is this how we're going to end church? We're going to sing this song because there's something powerful in this song. When we're saying, God, I'm standing on it and I believe it. But our job is to say yes and amen, not to create something. So have a think around, what is your thing that needs to go in the basket, maybe it's your pride and you need to just release pride to God and say God it's about you, it's not about me maybe it is your hopes and dreams and you're desperate for something but God today wants you to release it in a basket to him maybe it's your life, maybe you've, you've never connected with Jesus and God today is saying I want you I want you, I want to know you So you're gonna put yourself in that basket and surrender to God. Maybe it's your priorities or your time and you're too busy for this God stuff. Today, that's what God's saying. Put that in a basket, release it to me and see what freedom is on the other side. So reflect on that church. What is your thing that needs to go in your basket? Because we've all got something. We've all got something. And when you've got it, when you know what you're putting in your basket, I invite you to stand and cup your arms. As a basket. And as we sing, we're going to release this to God. So have a think, what, what are you putting in the basket today? What do you need to release to Jesus today? And once you've got it, stand. Just stand. And by the end of this song, we should all be standing. Because there's something we all need to release to God. We all need to say, "God, I surrender this to you because I need something. I need you to break through. I need freedom, I need to be released. That's your yes. That is your yes. So band, will you lead us, please? And as the band are singing, once you've got your yes, stand up and praise God as you release your basket down the river to him. I'm
1: standing on every promise.